You right? It says in the last days, men's hearts will fail, will fail them for fear, looking what's coming on the face of the earth. But Daniel says, but they that do know their God in that same time will be strong and do exploits. How many of you want to be exploit people? Hey, man, we're not going to be that other bunch. All right, let's go. Um, some of you might not have heard of Rick Joyner or don't know him that uh, uh, about him that well, but he is a pastor. He has a church. He has ministries, and he is a prophet of God. A prophet's one that hears and speaks the word of the God of the Lord, and then he's also a seer. A seer is one that sees into the spirit and knows and understands uh, dreams and visions. And then, and then he's not only that, but he is a watchman of the body of Christ. So when you hear him, he is very well. A watchman is one that sounds the alarm or speaks up for the body of Christ. So uh, a, when you hear him, you know that he hears from God. He is uh, a proven prophet and uh is very well loved in the body of Christ. So I just wanted to tell you about that. <laughs> I was telling Eric, Ezekiel says, the watchman, he said, in the place of him, he said, if you see the enemy coming and, and you don't warn the people, I require the blood at your hands. So that's why he has to share what he gets. So, all right, let's go ahead and sit. On current events with Rick Joyner. Welcome to Prophetic Perspectives. On current events, and I am going to give you a prophetic perspective today that is about as fresh as any I've ever, ever given. I was awakened with a dream last night that is one of the most startling I've ever had. Now, I'm so thankful that a few weeks ago I had a dream about going to heaven because the one I had last night was about anything but heaven. But it was a very real warning, and I want to give you a warning right now. If you're one of those that need to have your ears tickled, that you don't want to hear anything negative or bad, turn this off right now. And I am not doing this as some kind of promotional thing to, to get you curious so that you'll watch the program. If you have trouble with fear and things like that, I need mature Christians to hear what I'm about to say. What I got so clear in a dream last night that I believe is, is pretty imminent for our country, the United States. And um, I'm going to try to share it just the way I received it. Uh, I'm not going to hold back anything because I don't think anything was held back to me last night. Now, also, if you didn't see the, the dream or the programs I did on the dream I received about heaven and bringing heaven to earth, it'd be a good time to maybe go back and Look at them, because that's our job. And I don't care what's going on on the earth. Our job is to bring heaven to earth. And I believe in these times, uh, it is going to be more crucial than ever that we're seated with Christ in the heavenly places. There are many things that have just been doctrines to us before. They've got to be realities we're walking in now. Now, I'm going to tell you the dream. And... Uh, in a moment. First, I want to say this. I believe, and and we have verified, we fully understand, and I believe you need to understand, if you're going to hear this, it's a warning about something that can be avoided if we react correctly. 
I believe this is true of many such prophetic things. They don't have to come to pass. Now, it may make me look stupid. I don't care about that. I think people know me know by now I don't care about that. I care about doing my job, and my main goal is to hear on that great judgment day, well done, good and faithful servant. You were a watchman who sounded the alarm. You were not one of those watchmen who slept on his watch or shepherd who did not try to protect the sheep. That's that's my goal. That's my purpose. So I don't care what people think, but this is going to happen, and it is going to happen very soon if certain things aren't done very quickly. So uh, that's one of the reasons for my uh, wanting to get this out right away. Normally anything like this I want to process for days if I can. I felt such uh, an eminence on what I'm about to share. But again, always keep in mind, I believe there's a lot of things we can do to stop certain things from happening. Many dreams, warning dreams, are about the schemes of the enemy that God is revealing to his people so that we can stop his schemes. But this is a scheme against about and against our country, the United States. And what I saw in the dream, I first saw the most horrific gang I have ever seen. I mean, this was a demonized gang. I mean, this was diabolical. They were diabolical in their nature. I can't imagine demons being more diabolical than these people were. They were invading the southwest United States. There were droves. It was coming like a plague. Now, I saw one of their attacks in great detail against a Texas ranch. It was a ranch I knew to be in Texas. Some things in dreams you just know. I knew the house, the family. This gang had herded up everybody there that was in the dozens of people, whether they were workers, family members, everybody. And I am not going to share the details of the dream after that. I hope to never share them. I don't want to share them with anyone. I don't want to remember them. They were so horrific. Cruelty on this level you know, I mean, I have done in-depth studies of the cruelty in the Middle Ages and things like that, but this was a whole new level of demonic cruelty. It wasn't just about killing people. It was about bringing as much absolute pain, terror, everything else you can before death. And everybody in the most cruel way was killed. And... Uh, you know, I, I just don't want to go into the details here. That, those are not necessary. But I think it is necessary to understand we're dealing with something there's no mercy. That is absolutely not a, an option with these people. Matter of fact, they were ranked in these gangs. And these gangs were like military gangs. They had military equipment. But their ranking was based... I think, gained by their cruelty and by their insatiable desire to be even more cruel in the way they killed people. And uh, it was just the most diabolical thing I've ever, ever seen.
And uh, now this morning, there's all over the news today about how ISIS, they just thwarted a a plot of ISIS in Australia where they had a number of of people, they were going to... They were going to do a number of beheadings right there in Sydney, Australia, in the suburbs around Sydney, in order to show their reach. Listen, they are in Sydney. They're in Australia. They are in virtually every country of the earth right now, and they're pouring through our southern border as I speak right now. Our government has left us almost completely vulnerable to one of the most terrible diabolical attacks anyone's ever faced. And it's happening. The only thing that is going to stop this is the closing of our border and then a re-education of many of our law enforcement people to really understand real threat and not just how to be politically correct. And I'm not going to go into all that right now, but this is the only thing that's going to stop. But what I saw in this dream last night. And when I woke up, there were some very supernatural things still going on that I saw with my own eyes and ears. It was very, uh, it was a very dramatic prophetic experience. But um, the, what I saw was this plague spread, spreading, especially across our southeastern United States. It was spreading like a plague. Now, U.S. citizens uh, were so outraged across the country. This was virtually across the U.S., every state, every city, every town, even though most of this was centered in the southwestern U.S., American citizens became so outraged at their own government for letting this happen. There was a huge movement or uprising around the country against our federal government. There were many U.S. citizens who wanted to do to our government leaders what was being done to U.S. citizens on our southern border. It was so, what I'm saying is this madness came upon U.S. citizens too. And they wanted to be just as cruel. They wanted to catch them. They wanted to, this was such a national uprising, such a national outrage. There were states where all federal employees were fleeing, trying to get out of those states for fear of their lives. It was that bad. Now, it's hard for us to imagine anything like that happening in America. This kind of thing's happened in countries before. And we are the most foolish and naive of all, if we don't think this can happen here, this will happen here if some things are not done very quickly. Okay, this is another thing that I saw. There, were, uh, there was a, a major uprising. Almost every state in the Union almost immediately started rejecting federal authority over their state. It was so widespread, so total, federal government really couldn't do anything about it. It was chaos. It was leading to anarchy very quick. And uh, now, I saw militias popping up like mushrooms 
all over the country. Or if it, citizens were just saying, if our government's not going to protect us, we will protect ourselves. Now, I know many think of, and, and the militias have been portrayed as all white wing extremists. And listen, there are some out there that I think are as terrifying as some of the the Islamic State terrorists are. They uh, and you know these are not the kind of militias that I saw popping up though. These were people they they weren't trying to take over the government, overthrow the government. In their mind, we had no more federal government. It was not doing its most basic job of defending our country. They had let this happen. They had opened the door wide, very foolishly. Uh, even uh, you know the the everything was brought up from the past, like you know, fast and furious, all the crazy things our government had done. And almost quickly, there was an awakening around the country that our federal government is either crazy or our federal government is trying to do us in. And the federal government became looked upon as an enemy of the citizens of America. This happened so quickly because of the attacks and the level of cruelty that was witnessed by those who were pouring across our southern border. Now, these weren't all ISIS people. ISIS was involved. This was far more diabolical than ISIS. I mean, what I saw, just cutting off people's heads would have been merciful. This was something far beyond that. It was mixed with an unbelievable uh, diabolical cruelty that was coming from every evil source you can think of. It was like the bowels of hell had been opened. I know we've discussed on this program before and the dreams and visions that have come before about the bowels of hell being opened and uh, how the Lord was going to give us wisdom how to deal with it. Now, I think he gave me some wisdom last night about how to deal with this. If it happens, my first prayer is people will wake up. Our federal government will wake up. They're going to seal that border. They're going to do whatever they can to defend and protect the the the, uh, the citizens of the United States and, uh, and start by sealing our border. And without that, there is no defense. We are wide open to the worst of all kinds of attacks. But my first prayer is pray for our government, pray for our president, pray for our Congress, pray for everybody in authority. They will have an awakening. They will get to this job done. They will defend our country so that this doesn't have to happen. And um, But if they don't wake up very soon, this will happen. And uh, so what do we do? Now, I saw militias popping up like mushrooms. They were just everywhere. People were rising up and bonding together into groups to defend their neighborhoods, to defend their cities, towns, ranches, everything else. Now, sheriffs, I've got to search this out because I don't know all the legal details, but sheriffs, county sheriffs have an incredible amount of authority legal authority, even over federal agents who come into their county. And sheriffs are a key to defending our country if it gets to this point. Now, 
you know, most have a mentality where every militia is right wing, extremist, whatever. Not true. And sheriffs that treat these militias that pop up like that, it's going to be counterproductive. Don't attack them. Don't threaten them. Try to work with them. Go meet with their leaders. See what you can do together. If you can do that, you will have positive influence. Because if you don't do that, we do have many right-wing extremist militia groups that are going to try to co-opt this whole movement. And the fear is going to be so palpable, they will do it if those who are, are not reasonable and balanced uh, and I believe have the authority that sheriffs have, don't preempt this. You know, as I was shown in 1987, talked about it many times, I wrote about it in the, the book I wrote then, The Harvest, the coming, you know, major swing to the left in the United States, but that the greatest danger was not the swing to the left but that that caused an overreaction. And without wise leadership, we would go from an extreme shift to the left to overcorrecting and going too far to the right. And the biggest danger of all was going to the extreme right. Now, I'm a conservative. I am right wing. But I believe an eagle needs both a right wing and a left wing to fly. And there is something, but there was in this dream, and I, if I'd have had my political preferences and control of my own dreams, I would have probably said the left-wing extremists are the real danger. But in my dream, I was shown, no, the greatest danger of all is going too far to the right, where fascism really takes over and a totalitarianism from the right-wing extremist comes in. I'm giving that warning again. We don't want to go too far that way. And under fear, under paranoia, when things like this happen, you're in danger of your life, you're going to follow the strong. And, you know, not just the wise. And that's the tendency. And I think this has got to be preempted. I'm going to do something. I'm going to find out what can I do to communicate with every sheriff in every county in the country, if I can, whatever we can do to help them prepare, develop lines of communication. and uh, But these militias, if we get to that point, these militias that pop up all over are going to be what stops the plague of the terrorism that is flooding our country. These militias will deal with it. Now, they're I know, you know, I don't know anything in the natural. I have no natural knowledge of this. But uh, I believe there's already probably some movements in doing that, especially along our southwest, because they're the ones who feel the most vulnerable of all right now because of what's happening on the border. They don't know who's crossing their own land, who's going right by their houses at night. And, and there are some really terrible characters that are coming into our country right now through that unbelievable sieve that is our southern border. Now, some of them are coming through the northern border. It's not just the southern border. But defending our borders is very basic to defending our nation. If you don't defend your borders, you are not defending your nation. That's the most basic defense of a nation. 
And our government has just thrown open the doors to whoever. They seem to be in cahoots with bringing people in. There's no way that many tens of thousands of children those ages made it as far as they did without some coordination. And for there be memos in our administration in January that this was going to come this summer. They knew about it. And this is what is going to be thrown in their face when this starts happening in our country. Now, first thing, I, you know, Satan does not cast out Satan. And the outrage I saw of, of the citizens of the United States against their government, against people, I mean, it was massive. And it was turning as diabolical as the cruelty and evil of the terrorist groups coming in, those gangs. And uh, Satan is not going to cast out Satan. I think as Christians, first thing we've got to do, you know, Jesus said, if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. First thing we've got to do is resolve, no, we will abide in the Spirit. And if we do that, we're going to have the fruit of the Spirit. That's our place as Christians. I tell you, if we ever, ever, if there is ever a time to cast off everything that is entangling you, you get closer to God, you cast off all sin and all entanglements and everything else, to get as close to him as you can every single day. As I've been saying now for some time, this we're not, we no longer have an option. This is no longer an option for us. We've got to do this now. I started sharing when I shared that dream a few weeks ago that this fall, this autumn season is when I was told we were in the valley of decision as far as God's people being in the valley of decision. And what does that mean? Do we not... Do Christians not join militia groups? Do we not defend our homes with weapons or whatever? I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying we start, you know, we don't return evil for evil. We need to right now, even though I believe our, our present administration, our federal government, our federal law enforcement agencies, even the Defense Department, everybody's culpable of making us so vulnerable to what is about to happen in America. And I do believe there's going to have to be a real change of leadership and fast and people really understand what's going on because of what is about to unfold in our country. But why don't we pray that they have an awakening now? Why don't we pray that our present leaders wake up to what is happening, what they've opened the door to, they can turn this around so it doesn't have to happen. So our first response as Christians, we pray for our leaders. I don't care how much we disagree with them, how much, how evil we think they are. Some of the most evil in history had their hearts turned and, and proclaimed the name of the Lord and bowed to his lordship. Take Nebuchadnezzar, take Pharaoh, take all these in history. So God can do this. So let's turn to the Lord first, not start thinking about how we better arm ourselves and all that. That that could be something. I think we need to all pray about what place do we have? What part do we play? I'll, I'll be discussing that later in, in some programs. But right now, we're in real jeopardy. I also put out a warning, you know, last year about martial law coming to America. 
And I saw that in 1987. I saw that as clear as anything that, that uh, again, and I believe all these things we see like that can be avoided if we hear the warnings. But I'd say right now, I don't see any evidence of those who need to hear these warnings and turn from the direction they're going, hearing them and turning. So I think these are unfolding. And what I saw when I saw martial law come into America was military law. I saw it being an answer. And I believe right now, if we're going to go that way, if our present leaders are not going to hear, not going to defend our country, not defend our borders, and open the door to the kind of terrible things I saw, then, you know, martial law is going to seem like a reprieve. And the real key is who the marshal is. We need to start praying now, if this is going to happen, that the Lord have the right marshal with wisdom, with a love for freedom. You know, I would hope a absolute commitment to our Constitution. And you say, well, how could anyone who takes over the country under martial law have a Love for our Constitution. In extreme crisis, sometimes you have to do extreme things. That doesn't mean they can't move us back towards that. Bring order, bring control, bring the defense that we need in our country and the protection of our citizens that are needed, and then bring us back to the republic and restore the republic that we're called to be. That's my prayer. I believe that can happen. I believe all of the... Things we've done to undermine our Constitution can be corrected and changed. So, um, but I'm praying right now, whoever the marshal is, please give him great wisdom, resolve, courage, everything else needed for these times. But even better than that, it would be to pray for our present leaders to wake up and uh, to turn so these things don't have to happen. Now, I'm going to have other things to share about this, there is more that I do have to process. And I would like to conclude this with reminding you with a dream I'm very thankful I had a few weeks ago where I really saw heaven and the kind of heaven that can be brought to earth right now. And that's our job as Christians. That's our job as the house of God. And, you know, the very first place in Scripture, that, I, that it's even mentioned that God had a house where Jacob had his dream. We saw the messengers of God, the angels of God, ascending and descending on a ladder into heaven. And then descending back to the earth, I believe, with evidence of heaven's reality. And there is a theological principle of first mention that when something's first mentioned in Scripture, that's a profound revelation of its purpose. And here, I think we have the very first and most basic purpose of the house of God, which is now the church, is to be that place of access to heaven. You know, Jesus is sitting on his throne. You know, he is not the least bit nervous about ISIS. He's not the least bit nervous about a worldwide economic collapse. He's not the least bit nervous about the things I saw in my dream last night that made me really nervous. And that's the degree to which I need to be more fully positioned in him. I don't want to see anything like this ever happen in our country, even on one ranch, one place, anywhere. Much less on the level I saw it happening. 
and then the reaction or overreaction towards our own government that was happening. This brought virtually for a time, you know, basically where every state in the country succeeded. So we will have nothing else to do with our federal government. Now, that's not going to work. It's no way. We would be plundered by the whole world quickly if we try to stand alone as states like this. We have to be united. We can't see our country broken up like this. But I believe this is a clear warning. I believe it was from the Lord. I believe we need to hear it. I believe there are going to be other things you'll probably read in the newspapers that will confirm to you this is happening before our eyes. We need to hear this warning and we need to take place. If you have a relationship with your sheriff, start thinking now. Now's the time to start thinking what would happen if all of a sudden a dozen militia groups sprung up in my county? What do I do? I believe you go meet with all the leaders and develop trust and relationship and work together. Could be, you know, deputizing a lot of people. I don't even know how that, but all I know is the wisdom is go to them and try to work with them. Don't start making them enemies. Don't start threatening them. That is not going to work. That is going to be counterproductive and is going to backfire big time. We need to pray that we have the right sheriffs in every position. I would consider the election of your sheriff one of the key elections in every election coming up when that happens. So somehow they're a key to this. I've got to study it. I don't know a lot of things in the natural. I do know they have extraordinary authority more than most even know themselves. But I'm going to try to research it myself. But I know they're a key to defending our nation right now, our local county sheriffs. So what did the Lord say when he started sharing all these things that were coming? First thing he said, stand upright, which means to walk uprightly. Do what is right in the sight of the Lord. Cast off all evil and sin and wickedness. Walk up rightly before the Lord. And then he says, look up. And to look up, we look up to see him, who he is and where he sits. And let's keep our focus on him. He is authority over any condition on the earth. There's no military power. All the armies of the earth cannot compare to even the least little squatter platoon of his angels. So let's follow the king who always leads us in his triumph and believe in an ultimate triumph for our nation in this imminent attack that is coming. And Lord willing, can be preempted. Thank you. I'll be sharing more in future PPTV shows. This coming October the 16th through the 18th. I mean, you know, he always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Amen. You know, this morning I turned on the second part. That come on the 19th, 24th, he gave an update of, of this same thing. And, and I, I've just jotted a few things I want to say before we leave. But 
One of the things I've been encouraging our men, we started reading Psalms 91 several days ago, weeks ago. I don't know how long we've been doing it. And uh, about a week. And, and the first thing he said this morning was Psalms 91. You need to go there. And, uh, but one of the things the Lord showed me is when you're in Psalms 91, focus on the good part, not the evil part. See this? It gives both, but you stay focused. He that dwelleth, that means to be in union, abide there and stay there. And that's John 15. You can read the New Testament version of that. Abide in him. <clears throat> and uh, it's a time to walk in faith, not in fear. 366 times the Bible says fear. We're having a harvest summit. So the first in the lake of fire are the fearful. Amen? The unbelievers. So we don't want to go there. But we have to be wise what's going on. But I promise you, you need to stay focused to the, on the author and the finisher of your faith. Because it's real and crucial that we do that now. And uh, he was talking in, in, in Isaiah 43. Uh, that's another chapter. Look, fear not, for I'm with you. I've redeemed you. I've called you by my name. When you pass through the waters, you'll know it overflow you. S- study Isaiah 43. Look at that. And uh, he said, update, he said, when this begins to happen, there will be a hatred for Texans. Okay, you got it? But he says the reason is because when this happened, the enemy doesn't like you, and it's a focus towards you. And so he said that, that will be happening, and, and it's because there's a destiny for us. And one of the things he brought up was, you know, uh, you remember in, in one of the things in Matthew 24, it says in the end time, nations or ethnos is that word. Groups will be fighting against groups. Well, look at your Bible. It's been happening for years. But one thing the Lord gave me in, in Acts chapter uh, 17 this morning, and I want you to keep that in mind. You know, uh, let me just read it to you. Acts 17. And this is very important when all this starts happening. Because racism can spring up everywhere. You can't allow that because that's not who we are. Acts chapter 17, verse 26. I'm going to start there and read three verses. It says, God hath made one blood all nations. Out of one man all nations were made. There's only one blood. Doesn't matter about anything else. Of men to dwell on the face of the earth and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. We are, it says in the Greek, as certain also your poets have said, for we are his offspring. In God's sight, there's no Jew, there's no Greek, there's no nothing. You're all one in Christ. And you've got to keep that focus. And he said, because there will be a real anger towards a certain groups that's coming up. And you can't afford to go there. Amen? Say, give me an amen. Because remember what Hitler did. All right? We don't need none of that. One of the things he said was chaplain training. Everybody in the church needs that. Because when disaster happens, you get certified and you work with the law enforcement and you can be a real asset in that time. So we need to see how to get that training in this area. And, and I'll take it. You know, because you're licensed to work with your law enforcement officers. And uh, one of the things he said that this was a a witchcraft thing, a traditional witchcraft. It goes beyond just people. It's a demonic force that's happening. Now, one of the things he said, 
we got to get back to train people in deliverance. He said, we've left that off, and we have been doing a good job on that, which I say amen a hundred times. A hundred times. He said, we got to be willing to do deliverance like Jesus did. I said amen to that, Rick. All right. So we got to, we got to not be afraid of that because he went on to say that most of your sicknesses and most of these diseases that's coming on us in the, in the world today are all demonic. They're coming from a demonic source. So we can't just deal with them on one way. We're going to have to deal with them on more than... And that the ISIS people are already trying to get a hold of some of this Ebola viruses to spread. That's already been on the news. They're trying to buy it from people. That's right. That's, that's, not, that's out there already. And one of the things he said about the government, and, uh, you know, he said our government has spent millions and billions of dollars given to Nigeria and Ukraine to seal up their borders. And they won't do one thing to seal up ours. And matter of fact, he said when, when uh, Arizona... They decided to do it themselves because the government wouldn't. Then the government filed a, a lawsuit against the state of, of Arizona because they're trying to close their borders. What's going on? See, this thing's demonic at the court. Okay. Now, he, he did bring out, you know, since he had that, he said he'd never been flooded with so much information and people as when he gave this. But he said there's a book. County Sheriff's, America's Last Hope. It's a book. You need to get a hold of it. He said he'd give him a lot of the information he was looking for. So he was right about the sheriffs. And he said, and last, we'll close with this. He says, pray for your government. Don't pray on them. Amen. See, that's the thing. You know, he brought it out real clear. We don't have to go this route. And first of all, prayer, intercession, and giving and thanks be made for all in authority. Why? That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness, for this is the will of God. It's God's will. So anyhow, that's, I just wanted to add that extra. So don't fear. Don't get into fear mode. It's over there on the floor. Yes. Butler? Yeah. Somebody, I think Larry already took him a tape, didn't you, Larry? Larry's already took the sheriff a tape. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he, he is. Larry's already got him covered and on the, on the way. Um, a few weeks ago at prayer one night, <clears throat> I felt, I, I was sharing this, I felt like, uh, and we, we talked about this, that the hordes of hell are being released. And that... Uh, <laughs> And, you know, um, I feel, and I've said this several times to Dorman, I feel like God is speeding or accelerating time. You know, Jesus is coming back soon. I mean, real soon. And we all need to get ready. We need to get our families ready to meet Jesus because he is coming back soon. And we don't need to fear what's coming on the earth. He's going to take us with him. 
And I don't feel like we're going to be around for all of that mess. But, but we want to get everyone, everyone we know saved. And, and, uh, so I just, and, um, I just feel like, you know, we need, the two things that I got out of this more than anything is we need to stick together, stick together as a body of Christ, as Christians together, and not fight against each other. We need to stay together. The second most important thing is we can stop this by praying. You know, prayer is a powerful weapon. It's more powerful than a bullet and a gun. If you know how to pray and pray sincerely, it will stop things. And that's what we need to do is pray, 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 pray. I know um, a lot of you think prayer is not, I mean, there's not anything to it, but If you sincerely trust the Lord and pray, God can stop this, and he will. He wants to. This isn't of God. This is of the devil that's bringing this in. But this is why it's so important that we pray. And, you know, tonight uh, we're going to pray at 6 o'clock here, and, uh, you know, it's the unity of prayer is powerful. And so please come if you can. I made some copies of this uh, video. I've got 11 of them here for anybody that wants to come. And if you want to share it with your families, they're DVDs. Um, I'll make more. I just don't have. I, I ran out of DVDs last night. But don't let fear enter in. Stay strong in the Lord. Keep him focused. And, you know, the Lord spoke to me about two months ago, look up, your redemption draweth nigh. That we need to keep our eyes on him and focused on him. Uh, go ahead. One of the things that what you said reminded me of one area I missed here. He said it's very important. He said that you find your place in the body of Christ. If you're not related to the body, you won't be related to the head. Very critical that you find your place because, you know, it says, They that be planted in the house of the Lord shall still be bringing forth fruit in their old age. So with long life, he'll satisfy you. And when you see that planting, you see he always looks at us at trees. How many verses? You'll be like the tree planted by rivers of water. So it's important that you be rightly related not only to him but with each other. All right, go ahead, Mary. I just wanted to confirm what Jana was talking about, prayer, the importance of prayer. Um, just the last few days in the devotional that I read, um, he was saying, he said, he was talking about greater works than these you'll do. Um, and he said, prayer doesn't prepare you for the greater work. It is the greater work. Yeah. And because it rightly relates you to him. And that's why it's so critical. Okay. Well, let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for this time. We pray for Rick Joyner and those that's around him. And, Lord, we thank you for his ministry. And, Lord, we just would ask you to put a hedge of protection about him, that, Lord, he'll not be influenced by a lot of the arrows that fly towards him. 
that, Lord, that he will be a clear voice of, of your spirit crying and warning that he be the watchman on the wall. And, Lord, we just pray for your grace. And, Lord, we do trust. And, Lord, we rest in you. And, Lord, we just ask you to help us to have our eyes open that we might know what you want us to do in this hour. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Well, you're dismissed. Um, you know, I, I felt this the other day, and I needed. I felt like I needed to share this. Why is Texas being attacked? Yeah. Uh, I go ahead and hand those out. Would you raise your hand if you want one of these to take to your families? Uh, well, God was. You know, I kept bringing that thought in my mind. Why is Texas being attacked by Ebola? Our borders, other things. And, and what came to me, what the Holy Spirit brought to me, was that Texans love their country. And they love their God. And Satan hates Texas. I know it. <laughs> Satan hates Texas. And, you know, the two things that, that, uh, the demons in hell hate more than anything is when we know who we are in him. And I believe, I believe Texans know who they are. Amen. And we're fighters. You have a word? There's two more. There's two more. I know some of you are familiar with Ruth Heflin Ward, who wrote the Glory Book in 1999, and she prophesied, and others have, that the actual the the glory is going to begin in the Dallas Fort Worth area. I mean, that is where the revival in the end end of right rights coming. I don't recall all of it, but all of this, you know, is just coming together. And I mean, this was prophesied in 1999, mm-hmm. somewhere in that area. And uh, and I was thinking about the Ebola. Here it is. Okay, where you know, miracles are going to be starting to take place with this Ebola. Because, I mean, God is going to come on the scene when, you know, uh, there is no answers here. And uh, so, but God is our answer. And that glory is going to begin to rise up. And also, I've also heard the rivers are coming down from Amarillo, going all the way to love. I mean, it, it's going to go, guys. Mm-hmm. So, there may be junk the demon's doing, you know, the devil's doing, but hey, glory is rising, and we can be excited about that. Amen. All righty. Well, you're dismissed. Oh, one, oh. one more, just a second. I don't know. I don't know Maybe. if there's a link here, but I heard yesterday that the Gal- Galveston has been asked to take the lead with Ebola because that's where the uh, the experts are at. Yeah. So the, I don't know if there's a link there, but they're the, they're going to take the lead in that. Okay. Man. You know, the glory of the Lord shall fill, shall fill all of the earth. With the knowledge of the Lord. All right. Maybe you just no. Wait a minute. We got another one. Father, right now we just pray for Governor Perry, and I declare that he has been a trumpet.
And he was saying, when are you idiots in Washington going to wake up and take care of this border? I heard him on TV. And I declare that he carries a prophetic anointing and he's a watchman on the wall along with Rick Joyner. And I declare that him and Susanna Martinez of New Mexico and, and the governor of Arizona and the, the governor of California, that they wake up the country and say, our borders are not going to be an open door and window anymore. And we declare that the Philistines that are trying to route around the camp of Israel in our country, that I declare that David is rising up, righteous authority is taking the five stones and they're throwing them and beheaded those voices in Jesus' name. We declare that no ISIS is going to be allowed to operate. No Ebola is going to come and scare us in Jesus' name. Nothing, nothing, nothing. We declare that we stand under the banner of our risen Lord and Savior and the blood of Jesus goes before us. It's behind us and it's on each side of us. And I declare the Ishmael that set itself up in Washington that you're being delivered of that in Jesus' name right now. We refuse to let an enemy of the camp of the uncircumcised Philistines and that that, that of the wrong child of the beginning come in and rule what goes on. We say Jesus, the righteous Lord and our Savior, is smiling on Washington, is smiling on the Southwest, and the borders are being raised up. In Jesus' name we declare it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If right. anybody else wants one of those DVDs, just let me know and I can make you an extra copy. Oh, okay. Okay, it'll be on our website then. Okay. Amen. All right.